Shomalechem Rabotai. This is Rabbi Kovacs. We are continuing in the Mishnah Yomit for the 25th of Nisan and the 10th day of the Omer. We are finishing, God willing, the 8th Perak today. So we are in the Perak Ches Mishnah Hey. The 5th Mishnah says a prutiot asurot. Prutiot are a specific kind of mule where these mules do not have a sign whether their mother was a horse or a donkey. We mentioned yesterday that mules can come from a mother being the horse or the mother being a donkey. So if you tell a mule your mother was a donkey, they don't get offended because they say, yeah, okay. With some other mules, their mother might be a horse. So those two mules can't be worked together. And they do have signs. The ears are different. The tails are a little different. But these prutiot don't have signs about who their mother was. So we can't work prutio together or breed prutio together because that kind of mule we don't exactly know where it's from the haramach mutter haramach is another sort of mixed animal but they all come from female horses so their mothers are always horses so we go after the mother as we learned in yesterday's mishnah in determining what these mixed kilim are so since they all have the same mothers they're considered the same species and we can work them together and keep them together and the Odne Hasode is a wild animal. Rebiosi Omer Metamot Baohel Keodam. Rebiosi says they have Tumas Mace. If one of them dies under a tent, it's Tame like a human being. The Bartonura here says the Odne Hasode, which is literally uh, the masters of the field, or perhaps the men of the field. And apparently this is uh, is referred to as Avne Asade in Yov somewhere. So he says this is a humanoid creature. And its arms and legs and face is like a person. But apparently it's hairy. And the middle of it, where the belly button is, is connected with some sort of cord to the ground. So it's dependent on the ground. Uh, the Bartner says it's a violent aggressive creature if you come near it it would try to kill you but it does speak it, it sort of mumbles and speaks like a person does so it's apparently intelligent he says the way to kill it is to shoot arrows because you can't get near it to shoot arrows at the cord to sever the connection between the odinasode and the grounds and that makes it lose its life force and he says this odinasode is also called the yadua now, Yadua, we know from the, the Torah, when it says, don't be involved in Ov and Yidoni. And Yidoni was a form of necromancy, a form of magic, where they would take a bone of a Yadua, and that's apparently this Adnei Asode, and they'd put it in their mouth, and the bone would say information, like prophecies, like secrets. So it was a form of this... Uh, uh, necromancy, that's Usr, was to use the bone of this Yadua, this Adnei Sode. I saw it was brought down that Asa um, <clears throat> was called Ish Sode because he killed one of these Adnei Sode and used the bone to uh, do sort of prophecy light. You know, I figured if I can't go to the base Medrash and learn, I'll kill a Yadua and use the bone to get uh, get famous. So there's possibly a link between this Adnei Sode, which is this man-like creature, and it's a chaya, but it's manlike. There, there. The, the, the Tiferes Yisrael says it, it's actually some sort of orangutan, some sort of great ape, which is very manlike in appearance, but not a man. Uh, 
but apparently on this Sunday is something a little deeper to that. The Gra mentions this uh, in Vaera. In Vaera, when we have the plague of the Arov of the um, wild animals, and the Pasuk, find it, it's in uh, Perik, uh, the 8th eighth, eighth chapter, and Pasuk uh, 15. So it says, and the, the animals are going to come, Malubatei Mitzrayim et ha'arov v'gama adama asher hemaleha. And also the ground on which they are. So what does that mean? Does it mean the animals are on the ground? That's pretty obvious. So the gra explains here that the ground came with the animals. For instance, you have a polar bear. A polar bear in Mitzrayim is not going to have a good time or do, you know, the plaguing he's supposed to be doing. So you bring his climate, his snow, with him. And so too, the Gras says, the ground came with the Adnei Asode to Mitzrayim. So because they were connected to the ground, they're, say they're tului on the ground, they're connected with this cord. That's their, their life force somehow. So they, Adnei Asode came to Mitzrayim in the plague of animals with the ground that they're on so they could properly plague the Mitzrayim. So this is a bit of a mystery. We, the Rambam says we don't have them anymore, but the Rambam had heard them mentioned in scientific literature. So apparently they went extinct, perhaps hunted by necromancers to use their bone for prophecy. So that's the famous Odnei Sade. Uh, the mission continues. Hakupod, the Hulda Snaim Chaya. The Kupod is a porcupine. The Hulda, the Snaim, is the weasel of squirrels. Snai is a squirrel, modern hero. These are wild animals. Hulda Hasnaim, this weasel of squirrels, which the article says is a stone marten. I have never seen one. Rabbi Yossi Omer, uh, Rabbi Yossi Omer, Omer, he says that Beishamai is a suffix about this. Beishamai says, Metame kazayis b'masa, that their nevela, their, their flesh, is metame kazayis b'masa through being carried. Now that's the din of nevela. Only animals have nevela, but the Mishnah concludes, Kadosha b'maga. So Beishamai has a suffix, is this an animal where it has tumas masa of a kazayas from their nevela, or is it a sheritz, a creepy crawly? I think creepy crawly is the scientific term for sheritz, and that's metame keadosha. If you touch a keadosha, a lentil size of a sheritz, this is why women are so afraid of bugs, they don't want to get tame, obviously. So kedosha is tame by sheretz. So if it's a sheretz, it's tame kedosha by touching it. But if it's if it's an animal, then it doesn't have that din of kedosha, but it is metame kezayis carrying a kezayis of nevela. So Bishamah has a suffix about what this really is. So Mishnah Vav, shore bar, the wild ox, perhaps some sort of buffalo, min behema. It's considered a behema, even though behema is usually domesticated, but it's, you know, it's a... Calm animal. Rabbi Yossi, Omer Minchaya. Rabbi says, no, it's, it's a chaya. Kelev, a dog, Minchaya. It's a wild animal. Rabbi Meir, Omer Min Behema. So that's interesting. What is a dog? You know, dogs are pretty common. You'd think we would know. But it's interesting. We had in the first parak, way back in the first parak, the sixth Mishnah, Hazeva Kelev, Kelev Kufri, etc. It's Kilaim Zebazeh that we said a wolf and a dog are different species. And a village dog and a fox are different species, even though they resemble each other in their appearance and their mannerisms. So we talked about there, the dog they're talking about is was a aggressive, large guard dog. So it was similar to a wolf. So we said that certain species are more wolf-like and certain species more fox-like and certain species are more domesticated, more behema-like, like Rebbe Mayer would hold, in that there, there are in 
modern halacha opinions that even though animals are muksa, that pets that are designated from the get-go as pets perhaps are not muksa on Shabbos. There are opinions like this. There are opinions, of course, that all animals are muksa, but in modern practice, there are some opinions that are mekel, that domesticated dogs that are specifically pets and not not violent guard animals may be non-muksa. The mission continues, chazir. In behema, a pig is a behema, a domesticated animal, even though Jews don't domesticate it, other people do. Arud, min chaya. And Arud is this large, aggressive, wild donkey. That is a chaya, steer clear. Hapil vehakof min chaya. The elephants and the monkeys are wild animals. It sounds obvious, but there's a medrash that some of the people in the, the uh, Dora Mabel, in, in Noah's generation, were because of their activities, actually in the Dura Floga, I think, because of their animalistic nature, some of the people were turned into elephants and monkeys. So perhaps not all elephants and monkeys are naturally born elephants and monkeys. Some of them may be descended from human beings who were extremely animalistic and lost their, their tzura. Uh, so it's an interesting thing, but the peel and the kof we say are chaya. Uh, there are some opinions that we make a bracha, bracha mishane brios at the zoo on these things. There's a whole discussion in brachas about that, if we make it a shemachas or not. Anyway, concluding the barak, and a person can work with all of them. Whether it's pulling them, pulling with them, or plowing with them, or leading. So it sounds a little bizarre. You're going to harness up next to the donkey and pull. Yeah, if there's nothing else to do, a person we see can get along with everyone. So this is what distinguishes a man from an animal, is a man can set aside his animalistic nature and get along with anyone. Even though, yes, man has a physical animal body and a nishamadika soul, but a man can set aside his animalisms and get along with anyone he actively chooses to get along with. We say one of the reasons for kilayim is you don't want the animals that don't chew their cud to get jealous of the animals who chew their cud. That, that's a cute reason. I mean, kilayim is also because the Torah says it's also. But by people, even if we saw the animal chewing its cud, we're not going to get upset. We're not going to get jealous. We understand that everyone has their own tachlis whether they're a behema or a chaya or a sheretz or a human being, we know everyone has their tachlis, so we can set aside our petty differences and work with anyone. That's that's the musr in the end of the eighth parak of Kilayim. Shkoyach, Rabbi Mazel Tov.